The USG Ishimura. Biggest planet cracker in her class. Why is it all dark? I don't see any running lights. This is mutiny. Hold it. By maritime law, Article 5469, I hereby declare Captain Benjamin Mathias unfit for duty. The mark must be delivered to the church. I'm sorry, Ben, but I can't let you do this. USG Ishimura, this is the emergency maintenance team of the USG Kellyan responding to your distress call. Come in, Ishimura. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Uh, kind of shitty. Hmm. But we can move past that, <laughs> <laughs> right? I feel like I feel like we need to address. I like that to keep now. my answers always honest, but then not go into too much detail. Hmm. Uh, just that's what listeners love. Just just skim the surface and <laughs> never explain. Um, I just have been feeling like shit and hmm. uh, had a lot of insurance calls again today. Oof. It's really weird how you can say like, hey, can I do the thing? And they're like, yeah. Then you call back like, hey, what's the status on that thing? They're like, oh, well. And then you have to like manually drag them through the fucking process. And it's between like three separate companies now. So really, oh my gosh, really yeah. happy about it. Yeah. like It, it, it could be a pain dealing with just one company sometime. For the most part, I haven't had too many bad experiences. But we've had like times where you, my wife and I went to like the pharmacy pick up a prescription like oh no we can only do that like through direct uh delivery now like that we couldn't get the prescription through them like all right well that's weird (laughs) yeah i mean the pharmacist in particular was incredibly helpful like he went well out of his way to actually explain like hey this is how you can follow up and stuff we tried to resolve this but we couldn't work through it and was just like went ridiculously above and beyond props to that miscellaneous guy that's never going to get any credit from this but uh the process itself sucked yeah one of the calls that ended today was uh essentially them saying i needed to call somebody else and they said thanks have a good one and then hung up and i'm like all right i'll take it from here i guess you piece of shit <laughs> yeah whereas the lady who i spoke to for like half an hour from the correct place theoretically mm-hmm. was actually helpful and when i was just she's like how's it going I'm like fucking shitty She's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And like, you could tell she was like jokingly taken aback, but also like had some sympathy. And was like, all right, yeah. you're not a piece yeah. of shit. Cool. That's all I need. Just like a little bit of help. That's a good place to be, I think. I think like if someone says that they're doing poorly, um, there's almost like, especially I would say you in America, to. You, like, have to. You're, you have to say you're doing well. But like in this case, right? So we open the podcast and you're like, I'm not doing that great. And if that happens like in a workplace environment or something like that, then it almost turns into like a pause moment for the person who is just expecting to say like, that's good. good how are you? I'm, yeah. yeah, you know, exactly right. Um, and you're like, should I like actually inquire, you know, about what's yeah. going on here? I will never put that on a stranger mm-hmm. because they don't give a shit. Like if I'm checking out, they're okay. Like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, fine i got groceries just like, let me check you out That's it's all. a pleasantry we're exchanging and we're not getting into each other's lives you know right and yeah. i'm fine with that exchange mm-hmm. um it was only like if like a doctor or like someone who i gave shit about that's you baby like mm-hmm. asked then i would be honest right you do have a thing for doctors yeah yeah 
which is why I appreciate you got that costume. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's tough finding a pink nurse outfit in my size. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Those don't exist. I'm pretty it's sure I haven't looked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's also nice to be actually like on the opposite side of that uh, spectrum. It's like if you can never tell people how you actually feel and it's purely meaningless, then it's kind of pointless too, right? Yeah. So that's why specifically I I will not ask people how they're doing unless mm-hmm. I want to know. Hmm. Interesting. I I try and avoid that at work a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I think it can work. Um, I can only speak to like American culture in particular, I guess, like now Eastern American culture. But like guys sometimes have more nonverbal cues for some of that stuff. So you, you do like the head nod and passing. Right. Um, I super appreciate that. Like, I don't know, like what guy code founder, like baked that into the DNA. I assume God. Right. <laughs> um, but uh like that's very convenient in certain times where you like don't get it, want to get bogged down in conversation. You don't even want to exchange pleasantries. You're really focused on something. The nod and pass. And you're just like, I acknowledge your existence. It's really nice. I. So I mean, I agree for sure, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of a scenario where that would come up in public. Like I don't feel like you're walking by. Like, and you make eye contact, it's polite to just give, like, the yeah. nod, like, I acknowledge okay. that you're there. Uh, type thing. But, like, outside of that, I don't think women have, like, a, like the walk by, it's like, what's up? Yeah, like, I don't they think don't, like, any... get into talking with, like, completely random strangers if they don't have a reason to, you know? Right. I guess that's that's true. And this doesn't really apply to, like, random strangers, I think, for the most part. True randoms, you don't really engage that much with, on average. Um, but yeah, anyways, if you ask people how they're doing, uh, you're opting in to at least, uh, get more than good as an explanation. I think if everybody had that as a baseline, that would be, um, I think that'd be better for society. What what I'm trying to say is don't call your parents. You'll be on the phone (laughs) too long. Yeah. Speaking of staying on the phone too long, this week's episode is on Dead Space. No, I got nothing. It was a great transition. Uh, <laughs> solid, definitely about phones. No, I, think, I think we had like a, a six solid six minute intro there, which I liked. It's like I at some point, like a macro or a meta goal for me is mm-hmm. get to the point where we actually attain a talk cast episode and never touch the <laughs> source content <laughs> that we prepared for that week <laughs> we're like well it's a, it's a 45 minute mark maybe we just keep going i mean we could theoretically do that but then we would label it as a talk cast we wouldn't be like we forgot to talk <laughs> about space. this game <laughs> right dead space part one <laughs> <laughs> dead space parentheses intro <laughs> right um but yeah, uh, Dead Space is a third-person shooter. I almost said first-person shooter out of reflex because I don't play that many third-person shooters. Um, Nor should person, you normally. They're, they're just not normally that good. Um, but third-person shooter, uh, sort of survival, definitely horror space, um, over-the-shoulder shoot em dismemberment simulator in sci-fi tones is that a genre 
I, I would say with a third person horror shooter, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the most concise. Um and uh do you do you remember um any early impressions from Dead Space? It's now kind of an old game if I was good at my job. Two thousand seven, pretty sure. Okay. I would rely on you as a co-host. Uh so two thousand seven. That was gonna fact check me. Um uh, initial impressions back when I played in the day. I thought it looked really crisp and clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of skeptical to approach it because I was much more of a horror baby. Mm, same. Like I, I scare really easily. I think this time around, like with just having been exposed to so many other things in media, or like playing Bloodborne or mm-hmm. uh, watching some scary stuff on YouTube, I'm less surprised and like nothing really phased me. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. if you give me a gun, I'm going to start blasting. <laughs> <laughs> it does help. It does definitely help when you can actually defend yourself. Um, I think that like with any horror, if you know the formula, um, it can like diminish the impact of what's going on. So like the formula for dead space, anytime they're really trying to kind of like scare you is stuff will pop out events. And if you walk in a hallway and an enemy appears in front of you, there's a decent chance they had an enemy appear behind you too. And like, as soon as you just realize that and you're like, this is mostly how the the scares are going to happen. That gets you through most of the game. I think from a um, fear perspective. Yeah. A lot of the times where they would have enemies kind of show up, it was like a, Hey, just reminder stuff's out here. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Like at a point, I think I opened a door and there was an enemy that has like an explosive sack on its left arm. Yeah. Which if you shoot it at close range, obviously you're going to take damage. It just mm-hmm. kind of like went e and then kind of like climbed up into a vent. I'm like, oh, if they ever do that, it's never going to attack me because it's it'd be way too much of a dick move to put it that fucking close to me. Uh huh. And they don't do that. Yeah. What's I had, I had a tool. I had that happen one time that one got, mm-hmm. I think, jumped out of an event that was kind of close to me. But it was sort of my own fault because I repositioned. But, yeah. you know, otherwise, up. they never really do that. And they never naturally spawn, right? Like, they're like, all right, just carpet bomb this guy as yeah. he's walking down the hallway. It's usually known. Uh, so mm-hmm. what's cool about that is, like, let's say you do, you walk into a room, an alarm might go off saying, like, um, there's suspicious life detected, a.k.a. not human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's like, oh enemies yeah or other times you can kind of expect it but what i've really liked with the enemies when you can hear them caveat Mm -hmm. is they have different tells they all have different sounds so i'd hear like a e i'm like oh Mm -hmm. it's a fucking explosive guy and so i would take something that costs less ammo more spray and pray and i would like back myself up in a corner be like where are they coming from yeah shell yeah i think the sound the like audio cues in the game are, are are quite strong um and if you're actually just paying attention then you have it's kind of like listening to footsteps in counter-strike or something like that i don't play counter-strike but i assume that's what people do in that game um because you're like oh there's a tough a difficult enemy of a specific type and i can actually just kind of hear it crawling around or whatever the game uses some of that i think to creep you out and a little bit of foreshadowing but it's also just information you can use about what's likely to come up um that's really nice i was going to mention for the for the that lockdown 
um, when enemies are like coming into the room. It's a hundred percent the bars coming down on the door behind you in Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it's mechanically the same thing. It's it's great. You're gonna have to deal with this shit for the security to work. I don't know. <laughs> I think there was uh, probably one main point in the game where I had to get to the far door that I was trying to exit from, mm-hmm. exit through, that the room actually like locked down. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with all these slashers and stuff first. It's going through, it kind of built a habit out of me. It's like, if I saw like a really big room, like, got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd, I'd go a little bit, I'm like, where's the trigger line? And then I'd yeah. find it and then I'd back into the corner and like things would come at me, hopefully in a kind of linear fashion mm-hmm. versus spread out. Yeah, there is a you, you can kind of abuse. I think for the most part, the AI is OK. It's not like there's nothing fancy about it. They're not like people with guns. So that didn't need to be. These are so you fight necromorphs. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll circle back to talk about the actual opponent. Um, but uh almost exclusively except for a few set piece encounters they won't like leave the room that they spawn in so like just turning around and walking away yeah also is like a hard counter to a lot of the uh the conflicts you're just like and it's funny because they'll like approach the door all like shambling and aggressively until you just back through the threshold a little bit they're like nope lost interest <laughs> time to walk away it, it's like uh, getting home and it's like surprise and you're like i'm gonna go they're like tim, tim just left <laughs> right a birthday party where the the uh, birthday person just leaves yeah, I definitely done that if I felt too swarmed. If it wasn't like a sequence type room, yeah, where I'm like, oh fuck, I really should have reloaded there. Which mm-hmm. normally I'll do like on instinct. I'm like, did I shoot a bullet? <laughs> Better put another bullet in its place. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of, real quick, we should hit up some of these guns. We should because they're we not should. they're not typical weapons. Yeah, can I? I would like to introduce the setting for the game real quick. Yeah, and I'll provide a pivot for the gun. So, or the first gun. Uh, so. You play as Isaac Clark, who's an engineer. Isaac! Um, yeah, exactly. I was thinking about it for an edit, but if I remembered. but um, uh, And you show up on a, a ship to investigate the Ishimura Planet Cracker, um, which isn't just like a name for a white person. It's actually like mining out of a planet. Um, and uh, stuff's gone wrong. His girlfriend's on the ship. And you show up and you're like, all right, I'm here to repair things. And those things might be my relationship. Um, and that's basically, that's the opening setting and things go wrong almost immediately. Um, yeah. You don't, you don't find many alive people on the ship at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's essentially it, like well, the ship has been destroyed and abandoned. Type I thing, think as it, far as you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely on initial approach. Yeah. Uh, you don't, nobody greets you. Right. Um, I think there's a few people like on the ship that die pretty much as soon as you see them because they're just set piece deaths. Yes. Um, and then there's like Kynes. Um, it's like Dr. Kynes or whoever um, toward the end of the game. But yeah. for the most part, there's like just not other people. No. Other than the people who arrived with the, the ship. Um, uh, Hammond is the name of the guy and Kendra is the name of the girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, as Isaac Clark, you are like Jake said, you're just kind of an engineer meant to repair stuff. But as shit starts, stops to like, as things start to hit the fan, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you kind of the have viscera. to go and explore 
like, hey, you need to go over here and fix this one thing so we can go do another thing. And you're like, okay, cool, let me do that. Mm-hmm. So you get like a a simple laser pistol kind of like shoots horizontal or vertical lines meant to yeah. like weld. It's like a plasma cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's really the only thing you have. And then as you go and find enemies, and as Jake said, like off offline to me at some point, they mm-hmm. tell you multiple times at the beginning, hey, yeah. uh, don't shoot them in the head. Do not shoot <laughs> them in the head. The whole uh, appeal of this game, the whole hook is that you're not getting body damage. You are literally trying to dismember limbs to kill them. Mm-hmm. You can technically yeah. waste enough ammo in an enemy, but it's much more effective to like shoot off a leg. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, it was one of the marketing points, the selling point. It was strategic dismemberment, I think is what they called it in trailers and stuff like that. They're like, you've played first-person shooters where you shot people in the face. Play the opposite. <laughs> Third-person shooter where you don't shoot people in the face. <laughs> like, okay, it all right. The other and, tale of shooters, pretty much. <laughs> right. You don't need to shoot anyone <laughs> in the face. <laughs> it was cool, though, because it really does make you line up your shots. And when you yeah. first see the enemies, you're likely going to be spooked. And you mm-hmm. kind of panic. You might start blasting too much. But you then find, like, oh, ammo's kind of limited. Yeah. So if you're always going, just kind of blasting wild... Uh, you will run out of resources very quickly. Mm-hmm. You can technically buy ammo at shops or find it, but uh, really waiting on that alone kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. But worst case, if you are out of ammo, you do have an alternative. You have two, but I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about the stomp. <laughs> I'm talking about the stomp. <laughs> the melee doesn't count for shit. Yeah, um, it's basically a get off me swing is all it is. Barely does anything else. Yeah, what Enemies will actually like, guard against it a split second one to push him back. If you start with the second one, they're like, ah, we know what he's doing. And they'll attack uh-huh. you. Yeah. But the stomp is, I think this is before American history X. This mm-hmm. is like the very classic. <laughs> and it's nice because it will dismember bodies. So yes. Sometimes you will shoot an enemy. You're like, did I get it? It's on the ground. It's not moving. It must be dead, mm-hmm. but then it will be alive and attack you. Yeah. So for a lot of dead bodies or things, you're not sure you'll kind of, give them the full stomp mm-hmm. so like the enemies in this game aren't like traditional zombies they don't like really shamble at you the standard form is like very humanoid but instead of arms they're like large scythe like protrusions basically blade um forearms mm-hmm. probably the way to put it and they'll just like hack at you that's that's basically they're called slashers you know go figure um and uh you really just don't don't particularly want to get them in melee <laughs> in most cases. Um, but uh, should you accidentally end up in melee or they're like hacking at you on the ground because um, you've like taken off their legs or something, the stomp is the stomp is pretty good. It's very rewarding. It's like a full animation. There's an oomph. You f- mm-hmm. you hear the stomp. Yeah, it's um. Uh, Isaac also like yells every time he stomps like this guttural war cry and you can tell that like he's invested most of his character creation points in this stomp like <laughs> he's got some engineering stuff yeah whatever and then stomp um, and then nothing in persuasion or dialogue because he barely does any of that it's mostly stomp um, it's actually so strong that um, there comes a point in the game like necromorphs their whole thing is they reanimate dead bodies um, and change them, mutate them. 
um, to become more necromorphs. That's kind of what they do. Um, and in particular, like there's these flying pterodactyl like things uh, that like facilitate this transformation and they'll go for human bodies um, and like infect them and create more necromorphs. Mm hmm. And the game has some set plate pieces where there's like a lot of bodies in a room and you're like, eh, I think I know what's going on here. Um, and Isaac Stump is so powerful. He will take off like two to three human limbs <laughs> per stomp. <laughs> and uh, there's been times like the first time I played through the game, I got ambushed by all those guys making necromores. Yeah. I'm like I'm not. I'm not going to have this happen again. So on subsequent playthrough, I'm like, oh, there's a human body here, like Requies and Pache, and then just start stomping all the limbs off. Because <laughs> when the Necromorphs come in and try to make more, they're like, that's not a viable target. <laughs> I guess we'll just attack him with our super weak support units. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it takes for that to like happen once before you are literally like tap dancing through morgues. You're like, Fuck everybody. Mm -hmm. Even if people who are like you're like that person's alive. I'm like, nah, we're <laughs> yeah. if I can access something that looks remotely like a body, I will stomp on it. Yeah. It's and too there's not, consistent. There's not many times that like there's dead necromorphs around either. So if I see one on the ground, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's one that's, that's like getting a plasma. <laughs> dead in the bathroom, just in the center, alone. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. It fell asleep. It's it's alive and you gotta mm -hmm. kill it. Yeah. But then sometimes, like, they will actually have dead Necromorphs, too. Mm -hmm. Just to throw it off. And it's better to, like, do the stomp because, again, ammo is a resource. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to run out of it. You don't want to have to rely on stomp. Yeah. There's, like, uh, there's a lot of points in the game that you can run out of ammo. There's only a few points in the game you can run out of legs. Yeah, and usually those are death <laughs> screens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you fucked up enough. Um so like I, I don't know if particular so I mean I didn't die a whole lot on this playthrough because I was playing on on, on medium uh, but uh, it, the Dead Space series is actually kind of known for some fairly gruesome death scenes um, and I didn't see them again this playthrough because I wasn't trying to experience them because they're traumatic but uh, I can confirm there's many fun and uh, disturbing ways <laughs> Isaac Clark can die including like uh one enemy that's like a it's like a, it looks kind of like a human head with like tendrils and they'll like skitter around the floor and stuff oh the babies yeah yeah um well there's like the babies that shoot the the, the spines but then there's the little small oh, head things you're talking yeah. about the one that can dissemble from what i call the scarecrows yeah they're like yeah. scarecrows like slenderman style thing um and that human head thing does like almost no damage to you. Um, but I remember when I played the game the first time, I like went back, checked the Wikipedia article, and I saw an execution for it where if it does manage to kill you, it rips Isaac's head off and then replaces his head. Oh. And, and then moves his body slowly forward. That's and after cool. a second or two of that, then it's like game over. I'm like, I didn't need to see 15 seconds of this <laughs> animation, you know? I will say conversely also if you are Isaac and something gets up on you in melee you might have like a button mash in sequence to like kind of pull something off of you oh, like yeah. and fuck you up. Mm -hmm. So for like the little things with wings or like the head a lot of times yeah. like you kind of pull it off slam it in the ground and you give it like a nice boot like mm -hmm. you just kind of like punt it off and then it's dead. 
Yeah, they have like a proboscis they use to like infect the bodies Mm -hmm. and they'll try to attack you with it. And Isaac will just grab it and like rip it off, killing the creature. And it's it's definitely the coolest approach to a get off me button mash because it actually helps you in the end. Um, Or depending on which website you're on, a get me off button mash. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's a different that's a different that's next week's episode. but yeah, the necromorphs are the necromorphs are really cool, um, and they do slow down gameplay. Like they give you some powers, like um, stasis and kinesis, to sort of like manipulate the fight a little bit. Stasis a lot is a lot more useful than kinesis. I think kinesis is usually more for like puzzle mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time I did use it for actually fighting something, which I'll talk about later. Yeah, uh, but usually stasis is like your. Well, it can be used for puzzles as well, but it's like you kind of shoot it out and it will slow something down for a period of time. Yeah. Which, again, if you want to line up shots to shoot off legs instead of panicking and wasting like eight on their stomach, ooh, Mm -hmm. it's really nice. But I found myself selling a lot of those through my playthrough. I'm like, I can turn this into money and I can turn (laughs) money into power nodes and I can upgrade my stuff to deal more damage. But then again, I would still miss like half my shots. I think that I think that's that's fair to touch on it. Like um, this game has a lot of um, there's a lot of upgrades you can do through the course of the game for like different weapon types, but you don't have to pick up like most of the weapon types. I think you could literally just start. You could just keep the plasma cutter forever and then just purposely never buy the others. Um, Yes, Um, I will say I pretty much did that until. (laughs) I think I got to a point where it just wasn't giving me ammo and I wanted mm. an alternative. Yeah. It would give me a lot of repeater energy rounds. So I got the machine gun for pretty cheap. And that was mm. my secondary gun. Yeah. It's got it's got a cool upgrade system where like if you're being effective with your ammunition use, you can sell off extra ammo. If you're being effective with your stasis use, you can fel- sell off like extra stasis refills, med packs, whatever like that. And then consistently, like start of the game to the end of the game, you can spend 10,000 credits to get a power node, like you mentioned, which is like can be used to upgrade your rig, which is Isaac's suit and is iconic and awesome. I love it. Well, um, the first one is okay. Yes, 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 yes. In general, the concept of the suit is awesome. I yes. love it. But yeah, um, the power nodes you kind of put in and they'll have sections of this might give you damage upgrade for a gun. This might give you yep. better reload or capacity. But then they'll also have blank spots too. Mm-hmm. You kind of like can choose where you go. You can fill out the whole tree if you want to. I did. <laughs> <laughs> the three things I maxed out were uh, uh, or no, I maxed out by the end of the game I had maxed out stasis, kinesis, plasma cutter, line gun, and rig. Wow. I put put lots of money in the power nodes. I think I obviously maxed out the plasma cutter mm-hmm. because it's the so bad. good. Yeah. I never went line gun this playthrough. Mm-hmm. I got decently far into machine gun, and then I upgraded rig as far as health. Yeah, the, the ox- I don't need any fucking oxygen. Get out of here. So like I every time I start the game, I'm like, oxygen's a waste, right? Like you yeah. have you can literally get pickups. There's plenty of places to get it. But then when I've got like a couple more points, like and I'm sitting on these extra nodes, I'm like, the plasma cutter's maxed out already. I end up putting them in oxygen and I don't regret it. 
because there are points in the game where it's like, hey, you're getting hit by enemies and like a couple different angles. And this is, there's some time stuff going on. And it's always doable with minimum oxygen. So you don't like soft lock yourself. But some of them are a little close. And uh, if you max out oxygen, it's just like you got like 10 minutes or whatever. Just live in space, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For me, I was just. I'm asthmatic, so I'm used to not having a lot of oxygen. <laughs> right, you're with them at a given time. Um, <laughs> but also, I I felt like I'd blast through a lot of sections, or if I did need to, they, mm-hmm. like you said, they would usually provide a, hey, stop here, take a breath of fresh air to refill your O2 tank, or mm-hmm. I would like go back to an airlock. Yeah, it was never usually. Well, basically, it's something you don't have to invest in if you feel you don't need to. Exactly, but if you it's like a comfort to, thing. it's like a, a safety pick too. I would put it a point above picking up swimming as a skill in any game. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, you said you put a lot of points in Kinesis too. I did at the like end. Your... Oh, so like when things were getting like crazy, you're like, so let's shut down and deal with this reposition. Yeah. Kinesis is less good, I think. You mentioned it's sorry, for sorry, puzzles. I meant to say stasis, not kinesis. Oh, oh yeah, stasis. Uh, stasis, I usually... I get a lot of points... Um, in like capacity early so i kind of always have it um like i refill usually the refills in your puzzles and if you just like tap one of those you're like i'm, I'm basically good for several encounters of enemies mm-hmm. and it really is like the difference between an enemy straight up like barreling down like chopping at you with blades or just like crawling at you at toddler speed not toddler speed <laughs> uh, baby speed Smaller, smaller than toddler. Jake gets chased by a lot of kids. <laughs> I mean, like toddlers, I think are could be quick. That's my concern here. Quicker than babies, be, yes. I could be misrepresenting that. Um, like a sloth, like a sloth. Um, actually, claws like a sloth too. So, hmm. it's pretty apt. They should have had a sloth enemy in the game. Yeah. Speaking um, of enemies, I was gonna say. I mean, obviously, there's like a whole roster. Were mm-hmm. there any ones that like really stood out to you? Like. I enjoy this design or I fucking hate encountering these or like this yeah. one burns on my fucking ammo. Um, I, I like a lot of them. Um, I think like they teach you different parts about the game. I'm going to, I'm going to take like a really easy option and just pick the basic slasher. Mm-hmm. And the reason I like it is because it's, it's a, a thinking person's enemy. And by oh. that, I mean, if you just like, like you were saying, if you body shot them with all your ammo, it's incredibly ammo inefficient. You'll find yourself spending money on ammo um, and they take forever to kill. You'll take a lot of damage. But if you're like, hey, leg shot, blade shot. So like after you take out a leg, it has to like kind of crawl at you and it'll use its two four incisor blades to like crawl towards you. You take out one of those and the standard enemy's dead. So you just strategically dismembered it. You have beaten the game of dead space. <laughs> You've fulfilled the marketing. And it feels good to like pull off a couple precision shot- shots on them. Yeah. And all, I think all enemies that once you've taken out a leg and they kind of fall over, they initially need to kind of like do like a little push up to like, they I want to use themselves. my forearms to crawl now. So the kind mm-hmm. of, as they're pushing themselves up, start to crawl with that. Like you can use that time lag to shoot off their fucking arm. Yeah, exactly. A lot of them are just like you learn the animation a little bit for how yeah. it like jitters and moves at you. Uh, do you have one that you think was particularly memorable or interesting? I always remembered 
the babies for each playthrough. I'm like, oh, these guys. Because mm-hmm. yeah. when like they put out their like three little snake arms before they shoot you, um, if they're on the ground, you can have the lot the plasma cutter in a horizontal fashion and mm-hmm. give it like two pop shots that way. Or if they're yeah. on a wall, you can switch it to vertical and do t- two pop shots that way. So I yeah. thought that was cool how you had to like mix it up for them. Um, they're also like as, nigh invulnerable if their like appendages aren't out. No. They take the you can't kill gun. them. You can use <laughs> twenty five shots. <laughs> nigh invulnerable. You can also use kinesis and throw an explosive uh, cylinder at them. Yeah, and I usually kill. I really them. underutilized kinesis as far as that was concerned because mm-hmm. I would forget. Um, but they they're they're a really interesting enemy. I think a lot of the damage I took from the game through the game was actually due to them, both just due to the fact they can be on a wall and you don't see them, especially in a, a hectic fight, but also because like um, there's in the uh, the vacuum sections where you don't have air, yep. there's no sound, and like if there is sound, it's coming through as like like reverberations of impacts and things like that, which like I you, love. You hear yourself walking. Yeah. And you like hear and feel if you're shooting your gun because mm-hmm. that literal tactile feedback. Uh, but the enemies that have that tell of like, oh, this screech means this enemy. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. You usually see one out of the corner of your eye you're like, oh, fuck. And you also learn with like the game mechanics. Oh, I'm in an area where there's no oxygen and there's no sound. There's probably going to be some enemies spawning. Mm-hmm. So they'll have like the little babies or they'll have the two armed jumpers with the tails. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Those probably ate the most of my ammo throughout the game. They're really not. It's hard to get a precision dismemberment shot on yeah. them. Yeah. But quick. I want to shoot off yeah. their arms, but then they've moved again. Yeah. Like I said, really, they don't really use stasis that well. They're like low to the ground and they can still do some like attacks even if you get one limb off. One th- I, I did want to mention just an aside for the zero yeah. for the vacuum areas. Um, one thing I appreciate, it's kind of a mercy that the game gives you is usually if an area is indoors and it's a vacuum, uh, the cold has like frozen everything over with like a f- uh, some ice of some sort, which makes light like reflect all over the place. And it looks like super saturated and washed out. Um, so you very rarely, I think, have to deal with a vacuum. So you're dealing with your air meter and not being able to see anything. They let you usually see pretty well in the, the vacuums. Yeah. I feel like as far as lighting goes throughout the game, it's very ambiance because you're mm-hmm. in like a kind of destroyed to shit mining ship. Yeah. It still mm-hmm. has some working electronics, but a lot of them are kind of on the outs. Occasionally, you'll have some spitzy lights, mm. which is probably the most annoying. Um, but those are usually more so for like ambiance in like a hallway versus enemies are here. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're not fighting in a rave or anything like no, that most I, of the time. No strobe enemies, thank God. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could deal with that on top of anything else. How yeah. do you feel about the more scripted enemy type sequences or scripted sequences in general? Yeah. I think they I think they can work. So the the one that stood out for me is the um the regenerator type enemy mm-hmm. which just like it stalks you for basically like half of the game. And this is this and the replay in particular this is like is this game Resident Evil and I was like oh yeah it kind of is Resident Evil. It's, it's Resident tracks. Evil. Yeah. 
Yeah, or like Silent Hill Pyramid Head or whatever. The inventory is very Resident Evil like. It's a third person shooter. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> but um but yeah, the regenerator is like um it's like a standard slasher, a little beefier. It's clear that its human form kind of has its arms grown into the chest. Um and then it has like extra arms off the side for the actual blades. Um you can't hurt it at all in the chest. You can take off limbs, but they regrow and it keeps chasing you. Yes. Um, I think every time you encounter it, you have to run away from it or have some environmental thing, kill it. I think the yeah. first time you have to like get it into like a cryo chamber mm-hmm. and freeze it by yeah. essentially dismembering it in a certain place, being like, you wait here. I'm going to go press that button. Yeah. And it has a... um. There's, there's, you can get like an amplified effect. If you, if you take the limbs off and then you stasis it, it's like, I'm going to recover real slow. <laughs> and like, you, just, you just sit there. <laughs> Think about what you've done. Yeah. There's a part towards the end of the game where I counter it again. I'm like, motherfucker. So uh-huh. I, t- I just shot off the legs. I'm looking around. And I'm like, what do I got to do? It's like, come back here. I'm like, you wait. I will find this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's completely viable. It also, um, if you're close enough to it, it'll like crawl after you um, rather than going into its like regeneration phase. Um, so if you shoot the limbs off and then you don't get super far away from it, it'll crawl instead of regenerate. Or right. if you get super far away from it, it's like, all right, bye. And then we'll mm-hmm. crawl through the nearest vent and be like, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's a cool enemy. Um, it, it is very much that trope, though, right? Like other games in the horror genre have this exact type of enemy. Run away from it till you can kill it, sort of. Yeah. Dead Space 2 also has this enemy, basically. It's not the same one, but it's the same one. Are you saying Dead Space 2 ripped off Dead Space 1? <laughs> I know. It's very derivative. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's that's probably probably one of the better set piece ones. The game has some set piece moments that I think are kind of flat on replay um oh yeah there's an asteroids mini game <laughs> so i i disliked all of the mini games personally <laughs> yeah um there's like Even two though. canon sequences where you have to like shoot stuff mm-hmm. but again this is like an xbox 360 controller game 100 percent all the I way used through keyboard and mouse yeah mm-hmm. did you i did yeah for the whole fine. game I wish I knew this before we started recording. Um, <laughs> so I didn't use it because I'm a true gamer. Uh-huh, but when I got to those canon sequences, it was such a pain in the dick. I literally had to switch the keyboard and mouse because like they're just throwing rocks at you. And mm-hmm. it's the whole game. Like it's very slow to move because again, you're not the first person. You're not the master chief, right? You're mm-hmm. Isaac, the engineer Clark. Yeah. So like you're a little <laughs> bit clumsy with some things. So trying to operate like a heavy artillery gun wasn't working so hot with controller. Yeah, it's like a B-52 bomber style seat. You're sitting in there and shooting dual cannons at stuff. It goes on too long. And the fact that it existed at all was a little bit too long. There's a few sequences like that in the game where I'm just like, are we, can I not just fight things? Like, can you just try to kill me again? (laughs) Like, I don't really need this. It's like, when, the, when they have certain things like that that come out the first time, it's really cool and exciting. And then the second time you see it, you're like, oh, okay. And the third time, you're like, did you run out of ideas? <laughs> right. <laughs> it starts to feel a little bit overplayed. 
mm-hmm. like the the tentacle arms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I love this. Do you want to explain what the, what? The yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was I was just going to in the episode here, but that works too. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the tentacle arms. The reason I love them is because the game justifies them. Like you see these holes in the wall, uh, well before one of them ever emerges from a hole to grab you, and it's a very it's like. I would call it like a doom hole is <laughs> probably the way I would describe it. Cause there's like viscera around it and it kind of just leads into blackness. And you're like, this is just like a demon hole. That's all this is. It's just, it's just a hole for demons. <laughs> and um, you, you usually, you pass by this area and then on the return trip um, in the first case, when you see it like again, that's when the tentacle comes out and grabs you but it's a sequence of pulling you closer and closer to uh, instant death and disorienting Isaac every single time it pulls him along the ground. You got to try to aim and shoot uh, the glowing, glowing weak spot that these games again, have. legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like the first time I went through and those existed, it was really cool and it made you the little things that kind of pepper in there are a reminder that like you're not safe because mm-hmm. certain things if you go to like the train station which is at like the the whole tram system like allows you to navigate through the ship and the different levels yeah but when you see that you're like oh i'm good mm-hmm. or if you see like a shop or like a bench you're like okay these are my safe things i know what to do here uh, but everywhere else you get skeptical until you discover the formula a little bit mm-hmm. but then when you have those certain things kind of pop up it gets you back on edge which yeah. I feel ideally the game should have you on edge the whole time. I'm excited mm-hmm. and curious to continue, but I'm also wary of dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The game only, you mentioned like the, the shop and like the workbench. And I believe on replay, cause I was watching out for it. There's only one point in the game where you're explicitly attacked right after you leave a workbench. Um, it's in one specific level, but they literally just <laughs> spawn an enemy behind mm-hmm. you to make you scared. And otherwise, if you get attacked while you're in the bench, it's because you like just didn't clear the area out first. <laughs> you're like, no, no, give me a moment. <laughs> yeah, like we haven't really talked much about the story, but I, I like the um, the sci-fi setting uh, for for Dead Space. Um, obviously, the name is uh, somewhat direct. And what they're trying to convey here, they're just like, horror game, dead, sci-fi, space, <laughs> dead space. There you go. Um, but uh, they very much, and I I don't want to get into like the other games, obviously, like the series as a whole. But coming back and playing through the first one, it's clear that they seeded some concepts, ideas, and like even foreshadowing for the entire series in the first one. Um which is something that I almost never see because people don't think that far ahead. Yeah. Like um, if we're going back to convert to something like Halo, it's very much a, you can tie it all in one bow and Halo one is its own game. Of yeah, course exactly. you build off into Halo two, but it's not like anything from Halo one. You're like, but what's going to happen in the next one? Mm-hmm. Whereas as dead space progresses, you learn more about how the ship got to be how it is. Yeah. And what other key players are involved and what's going on you Mm -hmm. think. And then there's like twists and turns as you go. Yeah. Some better than others, but yeah, some felt like 
Yeah, we kind of knew about that. I mm. actually forgot the the one twist. Mm-hmm. Which twist? We're doing full spoilers we on that. Okay, thir- thirteen years old. Okay, um, statute of limitations. What's the lady who you that? enter the ship with? Um, so the uh, lady that arrives with you, yes, uh, Kendra. Kendra. Mm-hmm. So when Kendra betrays you at the mm-hmm. end, I was like, oh, okay, because yeah. I had forgotten about that from when I played many many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't hint it at all, as far as I know. They, yeah, they they kind of do the opposite. Like Hammond is the douchebag, like who's just trying. He's like focused on getting the job done, and you kind of have the impression he knows more about what's going on, and he probably does. Um, and then he has his redemption moment at the very end. He was like, "No, nah, I'll hold him back. You get out of here." And I just like watch him instead of running away <laughs> as he dies <laughs> over the course of ten seconds. Because he actually, you can't run away. <laughs> you have yeah. to kill the enemy that kills him after the enemy breaks into the room. <laughs> but he, he has his redemptive moment. Whereas Kendra is always like, she's the one that is more um, on your side. And like, it's easier to empathize with her take on this outbreak. Yeah, she seems like a reasonable person throughout the game. And then she isn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> but... One of the things that might have actually counted as illusion on the way mm. to her quote unquote betrayal is you start to see kind of like these markings and you start to hear about like this cult or this church mm. of yeah. Unitarianism mm-hmm. and how it's like kind of tied in with the Necromorphs kind of question mark. Yeah. So like you start to realize the existence of that before she's like, I was working for the church all along. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I, I told told Dave on the side here, but like Unitology is like the the name of the religion. Sorry, Unitology. Well, Unitarianism could be another name name for it. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but the like the religion is per, pre, pre, prevalent prevalent through like all of the game. So you hear that word a lot if you go on to play the red of the rest of the Dead Space series. Um, but yeah, they're like actual death cult crazy (laughs) they don't market it as such but but yeah they they don't immediately they're like hey just you know we're gonna just we should preserve your bodies rather than incinerating them and like if your people if your family die you know they're going on to a better place and you should be happy for them and stuff like that and then you get like towards the end of the game and there's just like people with bags like sacks over their heads with like holes in their forehead and you're like i think something's wrong (laughs) yeah it's as you like kind of read through some of the logs or listen to some of the audio logs uh, basically you find out that the ship was there illegally it wasn't actually on a mining mission it was specifically mm-hmm. trying to recover something called the icon. Uh, yeah, the marker in this Sorry, case. Yeah. yeah, the icon of sin. Again, <laughs> very doom like. <laughs> the, the key? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Gra- it's, grab a, it's a that, <laughs> to Grab the magical item in question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I forget if the marker is supposed to control the hive mind mm-hmm. that essentially is controlling the necromorphs. Yeah, or I mean, keeping it at bay. Without going into the rest of the series and the way they fill in information on the marker, um, 
it uh what what they know is wherever the marker goes um people see these hallucinations of the dead um and that uh necromorphs tend to pop up okay um, so it's i don't want to akin it to like the psi emitter from starcraft but it, it, it has an attractive is. power for the necromorphs yeah, yeah the uh it a hundred percent like provides them a beacon of like influence where they can mm-hmm. sort of be controlled by. And I think they do in dead space one. Um, they have the theory that they're it's controlled by the, the hive mind. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it might be a spoiler for later. It doesn't really matter too much, but the markers themselves have the, um, uh, if people study them and decipher the language, they can find the recombinatorial DNA sequence that um, changes human DNA into necromorph. Um, so basically, they're like they're traps, <laughs> right? And they 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 seed this idea and this psychopathy and this phobia. And then if people study them and they're like, "Oh, we've cracked the code. This is what you know the knowledge in it is about." They end up making the necromorph DNA that sets everything off. Yeah. So it's That's all, all some oogie boogie <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. But essentially, it's cool it is. But the, like the whole game plot is essentially based around a bunch of people are trying to recover that and mm-hmm. failed. And then your team, specifically Kendra, I don't know Hammond's affiliation because he dies. He does. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a unitologist. Okay. I think he's just a hard arse. That's <laughs> basically <laughs> where he's at. <laughs> Um, but basically she's meant to retrieve it and you're mm-hmm. just helping along because you literally do all the legwork throughout the entire game to call back to stomping. Yeah. Basically the church wants the marker at the end of the day. They want it extracted from this colony. So like the colony down on the planet it has had this massive outbreak and you go there at the end of the game um, to where like the hive mind is, which is the final boss. It's just a big boss with a bunch of tendrils and weak points. <laughs> it's it's Resident Evil. Um, <laughs> it's Las Plagas, I think, something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the markers already screwed everything up down there. And um, Nicole, Isaac's girlfriend, wants you to bring the marker back to make us whole, which is another phrase you will hear a lot <laughs> through the Dead Space series. <laughs> yeah. If anybody says that be suspicious <laughs> yeah right you're like I, I had a really good night just make us whole <laughs> you're like uh, mm. <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah i mean she's immediately suspicious from the get-go mm-hmm. also i like that you pointed out to me the level names the first character of each level title spells out nicole is dead yeah which yeah. I, I always forget that piece but I'm mm-hmm. always reminded that she's something's up with her because, like, mm-hmm. as you're playing through the game as Isaac, anytime you encounter another NPC like Kendra Hammond, a crazy doctor who's on the ship, they're mm-hmm. always behind a pane of glass. Yeah, except for like towards the very end, I think you see somebody like in a distance, but you never come close to people. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're always on the other side of something. But Nicole, she can get like five feet from you, and. Yeah. That seems odd. Okay, whatever. That's just that's my mind playing tricks on me, right? Uh-huh. But then you come to like certain sections where you have to like kill enemies, and then you go to a dead end room where you came in the only entrance, and Nicole's like, "Hey, what's up? 
uh, we should do this one thing. I'm like, how did you not have to deal with all this bullshit? It's the sus reaction very much. Yeah, it's all very sus. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's she's dead, and you are literally hallucinating shit throughout mm-hmm. the game because of the marker. Yeah, there's a there was a fan theory for a long time that um, the markers could only make people hallucinate individuals who had died, and to this day, I think that that was that, that they should have just stuck with that. That would have been a cool constraint. But unfortunately, there's like a few times in the series where you, um, individuals hallucinate live people who are still alive. Oh, okay. So they they undermined that, and I was like, nah, don't throw that away. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that would have um, been interesting to keep. Mm-hmm. There's that's kind of the the message of uh, Dead Space in a, a bit though. Like, there's things that are awesome about it. We didn't like really touch on the interface, but oh, like the can game, we? can we? Yeah, let's let's touch on the interface. We got time for it. Holy shit! One of the best things about this game uh, is like how everything's laid out. If you want to pull up your menu, you get like a little projection from your fucking suit. You can still yeah. move around. You're still in that third person view, and you're like, these are my items. Mm-hmm. Love it. If you go to the shop your character kind of leans in it becomes a little more menu-y yeah but then like but you're looking you, at it like in the world yes yeah that's how everything is and it's just mm. hey where's my health at it's on your spine don't worry about it oh yeah yeah one of the it's coolest really cool. things yeah yeah so you're just like, oh, how how are engineers holding up? And you like look over the workforce, and they've all got like two red bars on their backs. And you're like, not that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's as you upgrade your suit too. When you spend enough money in the shop, mm-hmm. you step into the shop. Like the, these doors close, and you have that. When, oh my god, I'm forgetting Star Wars lore. I'm not sure exactly. When Han Solo gets frozen in carbonite, oh, the carbonite. and it yeah, has yeah. like that little beam of light, like a welding torch, sealing it, uh-huh. and then the doors open. You come out with like more armor plating on your mm-hmm. engineer suit. And you just look more badass. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. I gotta tell I gotta tell an anecdote from the first time I played this game. So yeah. like, so I was back in Washington State, and I was streaming the game uh, for Jenny um, before like I met her, my now wife for the listeners. And uh, she was like not feeling well or whatever. And usually she doesn't even like like horror anyway. So maybe this was an early sign that she was into me. I don't know. Um, but uh, I also did not really like horror. So while going through the game, I was playing songs from like Dora the Explorer. Uh, so we had like, we did it. We did it. Like every time we cleared a room or something like that. And then uh, whenever I upgraded the suit and it went to this like closed uh like cylinder and the beam of light coming down i played a clip that's like uh the like i am iron man (laughs) and then he just emerges and it was just it was so great completely ruined the atmosphere of the game but memorable to this day i mean it seems like it worked out (laughs) yeah yeah, right yeah clearly the right call so if, if you can if you're interested in someone stream um dead space for them so one to one success ratio um yeah, no, it's it's really cool. The interface is good. Yeah. Um, and I think that like a lot of games really haven't um, surpassed it since then. It's like they don't all have to. It's fine to not go in that direction, um, especially if you like actually sacrifice usability. But again, this game is Resident Evil. So 
not having maximum usability was kind of part of the point. Yeah. Um, like I if like, you're fumbling to use a med pack in combat, you're like, ah, or like stasis recharge, open your inventory, you're like dealing with this holographic UI while you're getting slashed. <laughs> well, if I recall, you can use health on the fly. You can. There is I had a quick button for that. Um, but for everything else, like stasis, you do have to go to the menu, or I think air mm-hmm. canisters as well. Yeah, you do. If you huff oxygen like a noob. Um, <laughs> you can reload on the fly, thank God. But mm-hmm. having that type of inventory scarcity makes it feel much more impactful when you upgrade your suit. You're like, I can hold more shit. You're like, thank God. I didn't have yeah. to abandon that ammo I could have either used or sold. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of like going through, stomping boxes, just collecting a whole bunch of shit. I went in I went into the final fight because I like had already maxed out everything I wanted and I just had a lot of money. I was like, jump, dump it all in plasma ammo for the plasma cutter, the basic gun that's now maxed out, so it's godlike. So, like in the final fight, I just like dragged behind me, dragged behind me a pallet, just completely covered in ammo. It was like a forklift of ammo <laughs> following me into the fight. And I'm like, you just stay there. I'm gonna need that. Yeah, it's it does a really like, good job of pacing overall. I mean, obviously, like you're first going through and just exploring as an engineer. And then Mm -hmm. as you discover more mysterious things and encounter more enemies, you're still interested and curious about what's happening. Right. But nothing ever feels rushed. Even if it's like, hey, you have to run now sequence. You're not quick. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's also, you pointed out to me, I don't know if I would have noticed otherwise, there is no music. Yeah. There's no music in the game. Like there's some background, very quiet ambient sounds, but... Mm -hmm. There's not like music in a level or a boss fight. It's just like, hey, you're exploring a ship. What did you expect? They use like um they use like classical tones and things like that when you're attacked or if you see an enemy as like a tail a tell um to like highlight the horror. It's the same it's a similar idea to like jump scare sharp string tone. Yeah. Right. Um just with like a little bit more diversity to it. But yeah. It makes the game way scarier, not listening to Door of the Explorer. Oh, you didn't do that this playthrough? <laughs> no, yeah. I thought about it at one point, though, early on. Um, the game does a really good job of starting you out as basically super weak and capable of dying to pretty much anything. And then by the end of it, you're just like, bring the masses, let them break themselves upon my armadillo suit <laughs> of like plus 20 armor or whatever. I had one of the exploding guys blow up like right in my face. And I was like, I took like three bars of damage from that. That's I have a lot of health. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it feels good to be late game for sure. Mm-hmm. I Nothing really caught me off guard at that point. I felt like if I heard an enemy, I pull up my gun. I'm like, where are your legs at? Blam. Where's yeah. your arm at? Blam. <laughs> I was never good. that accurate, but still like. I felt comfortable encountering those situations where it's like it's anime time. I'm like pulls out guns. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's really solid. I, I, I really like um, the mechanics of dead space as a series. I'm going to leave the others open in case we ever, I, them. I feel like we'd probably skip two, but the maybe, maybe three someday it's co-op. So that's the only reason I remember. I think you and Dan played through or you were in the, I played I played through it with like two or three different people at this <laughs> point, but um, it's it's surprisingly playable. Okay, um, but it's 
it, all of the horror is gone by that point. Oh. <laughs> like, it's entirely just a co-op uh, shooter, basically. But I don't know. There, there's cool stuff I love about Dead Space, and it's unfortunate. Like it seems like the series is gone at this point. I, um, I think so. Like three, without spoiling anything, ends on a bit of either probably cliffhanger. And I suspect that if they were going to resurrect it, it would have happened already. Reanimate it, maybe. Hey. Hey. Um, but I don't know. It's still it's still really cool to go through and play. And it holds up surprisingly well um, for a 13-year-old game. That's a shooter, no less. Yeah. Um, I just really like going back and playing through. Mm-hmm. I think I broke up in like two weeks just because other games and being distracted or not wanting to mm-hmm. but in that first week the whole time i played it not sober and it was mm, choice yeah it felt good to just like sit in and get lost in the mystery of the ship yeah now, like the level layout is fairly linear but even so you very much feel like a person who's exploring a possible death trap at all times and mm-hmm. you're just kind of putting some fuses back together to make things work so you can go over here and just trying to make your way through it. But the whole time I was very invested. I think like, I think it's really obvious, like as you go through the game, that it was a labor of love. And like, so this was, this is an EA game. Occasionally EA publishes games uh, that are are good. Um, It happens. Statistically, it's going to happen. But, I wish we knew this was EA before we recorded this episode. I, I know, right? Um, but like the developers just clearly put a lot of effort into like getting the core loop right, getting the gunplay right, getting the resource management right. Even if you're doing really well, there's going to be points in the game where you're like, you never feel like you're just so in control of the situation. You could just like start carving your name into the side of the ship yeah. when you're in space, like wasting all your ammo. Um and that tension, I think, is is really useful. And uh, I mean, it's the nerdiest, maybe not the nerdiest thing. The most juvenile thing is that the level name spelled, spelled out, Nicole is dead, like you said. But the sign that they could come back and like have the, the names, like, like, are they codename kids next door? Is like that <laughs> active member of development? They just came back and did this. Um, but that little like games are meant to be fun part of my brain is like that's cool that is cool though you know yeah i like little extra things that are added for the people who are working on it and Mm giving shit about it that people who play can then later appreciate like that's a really cool thing that they did and they did it just because of that yeah it's not because investors like hold on what if the level name spelled out something (laughs) right yeah focus tests have shown this is it will increase the sales by two percent <laughs> yeah it's it's no. totally just a bonus thing exactly so so thumbs up recommend dead space even in the year 2021 as we approach the future i it's a game that like it's worth a playthrough if you get it on sale i don't mm-hmm. know how much it is now at full price it's probably it always on sale. <laughs> um but yeah it's a Definitely a throwback, but a good experience. If you want to like dip your toes into like the spoopy genre. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think but you don't I think want to it's... go as far as like amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> so it's twenty dollars retail. I would definitely wait for a sale. 
yeah get for like 10 or less or whatever but uh yeah I, I i can't remember two being quite as memorable but i would i would play one and if you enjoy that experience play through number three with a friend and it's uh it's a pretty good time being dead in space has never been so fun yeah and all in all i'm glad we could fill some of your dead air with some dead space nice yours was better let's go back and remove mine okay uh, as always, if you guys have feedback to help us uh, with ideas, you can send those ideas in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you could join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And uh, thank you guys for continuing to listen. You keep us alive in these trying times. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. I agree with what Jake said. Have a good night.